This is Brandon M. Crooker, and you're listening to the Apostolic Theory Podcast. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pentecostal Periodical Magazine, a 501c3 ministry with writers who believe and live apostolic doctrine. A few writers include Kelly Nix, Scott Phillips, Samantha Thrash, Neil Purcell, Larry Chocklin, Jeff Arnold, and more. You can subscribe at www.pentecostalperiodical.com. If you would like to join our writing team or would like to make a donation, email us at info at pentecostalperiodical.com. Today we have a very special guest with us. I'm super excited. We have Brother Jason Razor with us. I'm so excited about this particular topic because it's needful, it's important. Um, I think as we get closer uh, to the coming of Jesus Christ, it becomes so much more important for us to delve into and understand this topic we're going to be talking about today. So, uh, Brother Razor, would you just introduce yourself, tell the listeners a bit about you, you, where you are right now, your background, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, my name is uh, Pastor Jason Razor. I'm the senior pastor at New Destiny Worship Center in Marysville, Ohio. It's a suburb of Columbus, Ohio. Um, We started the church about six years ago, my wife and I, um, and um, the Lord has blessed us over the past six years, uh, gave us a building in the downtown Marysville area, and uh, about a year ago, we paid off the building, and uh, took a 15-year loan out, we paid it off in two and a half years, and um, so God's really blessed our congregation, he's given us keyboard players, bass players, praise singers, speakers, just just a little bit of everybody. And um, I evangelized for four years before we uh, started the church here in Marysville. Um, traveled over mainly the Midwest, but some a little bit down south. And um, so we kind of, you know, got our feet wet in that area. Um, we lived in Terre Haute, Indiana for about three years under Brother Jeff Harple. And then my pastor outside of that has been Bishop James Stark. He's the high district superintendent. He's also my father-in-law, so uh, dual purpose there. So, um, But he's been my mentor, uh, Bishop Stark, which was under Bishop Billy Cole. So my grandfather in the gospel, I guess, would be Brother Cole. So I'm a big believer in apostolic power, apostolic dominion, but I believe love has to be combined with that because nobody wants to hear what you're talking about if you don't love them. So I've learned that from uh, Pastor Harple is uh, – uh, the uh, fruits of the spirit, so to speak, and then I believe I learned off Bishop, which he has the fruits too. But Bishop Stark really has the gifts of the spirit, so I believe that my ministry is a combination of the two. And I've been blessed to be around great men of God. Um, just you know, being through Bishop Stark, I've sat down with them and I've learned and I've gleaned from them. Some of them have passed on, um, like Brother Cole, Brother Hernandez, and just different ones like that. But being able just to sit at the table and glean from that, not say much, but just listen. Um, some of the greatest moments of my life. It wasn't at a conference. It wasn't mm. It wasn't in a phone call. It was just sitting there at a table, kind of like we are on this Zoom call or on this, excuse me, this podcast. 
uh, just glean them and learn. And so hopefully with the help of the direction of the Holy Ghost, um, Brother uh, Booker, that we can just step in that dimension that God wants us to do. So we're excited for what God's doing. He's doing a mighty work here in Marysville. Uh, my wife and I speak out, um, but we uh, try to stay home a lot on Sunday. We were gone last Sunday. We felt the Holy Ghost to go somewhere, and it, we believe it was directed by the Holy Ghost. So. Amen. Praise God. Um, <clears throat> what an incredible, what an incredible background, uh, you know, to be connected to such great men of God. But really, our walks with God are dependent upon those who came before. You know, the elders in our lives that, that paved the way through prayer, fasting, and, and through their example. And man, man, you've got some, you've got some giants of faith in your life, brother. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I, I read the books, but I, uh, I like the, I like the personal notes. You get better. One time I was at Brother Billy Cole's house, and I was in the area, and I called Bishop Stark, which is my pastor. And I, and I was, I wasn't even an evangelist yet. I think I might have been a youth pastor or Sunday school teacher. And I said, and I was in the Nitro area, and I said, do you think he'd care if I stopped by? And he said, well, I don't know. Just call him. So Bishop Stark sent me Brother Cole's number, and uh, I'm just a young kid, man, you know, just hungry for just hungry for something real, man, something tangible, something deep. And uh, so I called Brother Cole, and he said, sure, boy. He said, come on, stop by, sent me his address. And I uh, got there. They were eating dinner. And Brother Cole said, sit down, and we're going to eat dinner. Well, to make a long story short, I just ate dinner, and I was full. And I did not want to eat, but I didn't want to be rude either. So... We had Kentucky Fried Chicken, so he gave me. They gave me a couple pieces of chicken, some macaroni and cheese, <laughs> some um, coleslaw. You know, they were just. I'm a young kid. You know what I mean? They're like, this boy can eat. They didn't know I just ate a large pizza, and um, but I sat there. I ate everything on my plate, brother Cooker, and I, and uh, he's like, boy, he said, give him some more food. So they gave me more food, and uh, I. Uh, Respect my elders, but I thank the Lord for the two hours that I have with Brother Cole after that in his living room. Two hours of rotation, two hours of, I didn't have anyone around but me and Brother Cole. And I sat down and I asked him for two hours every question that came to my mind and my spirit. And I still have those notes to this day. And those notes are better than any book that I've ever read. They're better than any conference I've ever been to. They just, those moments like that. Um, just change who you are because it makes you want to be better, if that makes sense. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, but that really goes right along with what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, you know, apostolic authority. What What is it? What is apostolic authority? How do we access it? What does it mean for the church today? And, and, and I'm, so I'm very excited. So let's dig right in. I'm, I've got a pen ready and I'm ready. I'm ready to roll, brother. I want to start with Matthew chapter eight thirteen because I believe that experience is important, but the Word of God gives us the opening. So in Matthew eight thirteen, Jesus said unto the centurion, He said, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so it be done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same cell hour. So apostolic authority starts and ends with one word, submission. Now Submission 
is a tough word that we deal with in today's society. But submission, the best terminology I know for, Brother Cooker, is submission starts where agreement ends. Submission starts where agreement ends. It's important to have obedience, and it's important to have agreement. Brother Crooker, when you can submit, when you don't understand, when you can do things that people in spiritual authority have over you, that's where power, that's where authority comes from. I remember Bishop Stark told me a story. They were in Ethiopia, and um, Brother Cole needed someone to carry his Bible. So Brother um, Bishop Stark picked his Bible up, carried it around. People made fun of him. People laughed at him. And um, even his own wife, my mother-in-law, Sister Stark, said, why are you carrying Brother Cole's Bible? He said, anything that man do, does, I want to be a part of. If I have to carry his Bible, if I have to grab his water, he said, that is a powerful apostolic man of God. And he said, I want that authority in my life. And i watched Bishop Stark over the years, God just elevate his ministry from a man that carried a Bible, a man that grabbed water for a great man of God to be a man that people want to carry his Bible, people that want to grab his water, people that want to be around him. See, you have to start washing the hands of the prophet or the apostle first before God gives you anything because God is going to test you, test you deeply before he can trust you deeply. Because I want, I want the Lord to use me, but I also got to water the hands of the man of God. When I don't understand what my bishop says or my pastor says, I don't care what he says. If it's thus saith the Lord and it comes out of my bishop's mouth, I need to obey that. That's what the centurion was teaching us, Brother Cooker. He was teaching us the power of authority. He knew if Jesus just spoke the word that it was going to happen. He knew if he was in Ethiopia, if he was in Afghanistan, if he was wherever, if he were Bishop Willoughby was over in, over in Malaysia, if he just spoke the word that it would happen. And that's apostolic authority, not just having spiritual authority, because spiritual authority is given when we receive the Holy Ghost. But apostolic authority is when the man of God empowers you through the word of God to say, hey, what? Guess what, Brother Cooker? You get up. You get up there and preach to 100,000 people. You watch eight people get off a car. What do you want in your ministry? What are you willing to give them? Amen. Wow. Hallelujah. Hopefully that's ain't too much too fast. So. No, sir. That's tremendous. Submission is a pastor praying over you, loving you, directing you, and most importantly, covering you. And someone that has veto power in your life. You don't really have a pastor if he can't tell you no. I've watched people time after time when their pastor tells them no. And then they go do the other thing. They've stepped out of obedience. They've stepped into disobedience. And then they've stepped away from submission, which leads me to my next scripture. Let's go to Hebrews 13, 7. Obey them. Obey them. Hebrews 13, 7, that have the rule over you and submit yourself before they watch for your soul. So I was praying the other day, and I know this sounds very trivial, but I called uh, Brother Bobby Wade. He's, I believe he's a prophet of the Lord. And I said, Brother Wade, I said, listen to this. I said, I know this is simple, but a lot of people like Saul start out obeying the prophet Samuel, right? They start, hey, Samuel, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Anoint me to be king. God called me. But the problem is, when we obey, obe obedience is important, but submission is much more powerful. 
The writer is telling us to obey them, have the rule over us, but it doesn't stop there. It goes deeper. It says to submit yourself. Submit here in the Greek means to retire. You and I are retiring our opinion. When our pastor or whoever is in spiritual, I am submitted to you right now as the leader of this podcast. If I'm out of order that I step under the, your authority, Brother Crooker, whatever you tell me that I'm out of order, if I'm under the authority of my bishop and my district superintendent and my general superintendent and anybody God placed over me, when I step on this podcast, I have authority to do whatever God tells me to do. If he would tell me, to speak the word of faith and someone would listen on this podcast, God would heal someone like he healed someone Sunday of 17 years of of an issue they had in their body. That happened in an instant, but it came because of power of submission. So submission in the Greek means to retire. We retire our opinion. And when someone in authority tells us to do something, whether we like it or not, we retire Obedience in the Greek means to persuade. So when we become persuaded about authority in our life, we allow ourselves to obey those that have dominion over us and authority over us. But we cannot stop, Brother Cooker, at being persuaded. A lot of people like, I'm persuaded God can do this. I'm persuaded that they're a great man of God. Well, I believe that the mantle of these great men of God, mantles don't die. Elijah passed the mantle onto Elisha, but Elisha was in the field, Brother Cooker, and that's where we get the man on, because we're obeying and we're submitting and we're working. We must grab the plow. We cannot be an entitled generation. God will not just hand it to us, but we have to use the power and the authority God has given us. We have spiritual authority when we get the Holy Ghost. Does that make sense? But we can have apostolic authority when we fully submit to the men and women of God that God has placed over us, and they have veto power to tell us. Amen. Let me give you some friends. One time I was evangelizing, and uh, Bishop Stark was like, um, I, need you to, I need you to stay home. And I was like, well, uh, it's actually a nice-sized church. I think it's an open door. And he said, well, okay, but you're going to stay. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I didn't question him. I've always submitted to, to my pastor. So I stayed home. And um, Brother Hernandez was in town that week, and there was a big Holy Ghost outpouring. I think 10, 12 people got the Holy Ghost. But all God was doing was testing me. It, and, and probably my bishop was too. You know, my pastor was testing me as well. And I remember that I was upset at first in my flesh because I was obeying my pastor. But watch this. But was my spirit right? If your spirit's not all right when you obey, eventually you'll take a soul spirit. And when Samuel doesn't get there in time to build the altar, he'll build the altar of sacrifice before the man of God gets that. You feel that in the Holy Ghost? There's wow. a shift in the spirit world when we try to speed up the progression of the power and the authority God's given us. Well, I'm 30 or I'm 35 or I'm next in line. You're not next in line. God anoints who he anoints. God calls who he calls, but we must wait for the perfect timing of the will of God. Does that make sense? Amen. Brother Cole wrote in my Bible, this is what I said, Brother Cole, will you sign my Bible? And this is what he wrote. He said, Brother Razor, I pray the perfect divine will of God in your life. So being on this podcast, 
I am in the perfect divine will of God because the steps of a good man, a submitted man, are ordered by the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow. So, we must step into the dimension of submission, which means we have to go from being persuaded about our opinion to retiring our opinion. So obeying is being persuaded our opinion doesn't matter to retiring, knowing that our opinion don't matter. And you've probably seen this before, and I've done this before. We've all done it where we say one thing, but we actually feel another. Because I used to say, oh, that don't bother me. Well, it bothered me. Now, submission is, obedience is saying, you know what, I'll do it, and it still bothers me. That means my spirit's not right yet. Now, submission is where I say, you know what, it don't bother me, and I actually mean it. And that is the maturity thing, where you go from understanding that those in spiritual authority over you cover you. And I told the church that I preached that Sunday, I was like, there's no one that can harm me or hurt me because I'm under the authority of God. I'm under the authority of my pastor. And I'm under authority of this pastor that I'm preaching. And if I'm out of line, he'll tell me. So what happened then? We had signs. Miracles, wonders. We had healing. We had breakthroughs. The Spirit of God fell. There was a liberty. There was a freedom that the North American church has got to get a hold of. It's not just overseas, but it's here, North American church, that we don't need to say, you know what, someone did it wrong in the past. If we're not those in the past, we're the generation of apostolic believers and apostolic authority. Mm. And we have what our elders have. We must use it, though, under the submission that God has given us. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. In order for us to have authority, we must be under authority. I've had people say, well, I want to be used of God. Okay. Well, you first need to submit. Well, pastor, I'm submitted. Okay. Well, I, I I, want you to be a prayer meeting. Well, I can't come to prayer. I got a birthday party. Okay. Um, the birthday party will, you know, be another time. A lot of times we just try people. God uses us, right? God uses us to try people. He tests them. And sometimes God will speak to me as a pastor and I'll test somebody. Be like, hey, can you come to the church at 8 o'clock? Unless there's an emergency, we need to submit when the pastor says that. Now, I'm not talking about manipulation. Is that fair? I'm talking about spirit-led prayer and spirit-led direction. There's a difference. Because there have been bad apples. But let's not talk about them because that's not where the church is going. The church is going the right direction. The men and women of God we have called to be is going the right direction. And we have been trained and taught, but we kiss God. Brother Cook, we got to stop declaring, and we got to start demonstrating what we've been declaring. Does that make sense? We've Absolutely. got to demonstrate what our elders did, and we got to stop talking about our elders, and we've got to do what our elders did, because greater works shall we do than they did an act, and greater works shall we do than Brother Colwyn, than Brother Willoughby, and Bishop Stark, and Brother Stone King, and all these great men and women of God. But what about the people that no one knows? That's the people God will use, too, because it's not about name recognition. It's about spiritual and apostolic authority. Before God elevates us into a deeper dimension of apostolic authority, he first tests us. 
will we submit when we don't agree? That's the hard part. And we've all been through it. Now, there was a lady in our church. Um, her name was Rachel. And I was preaching. And right in the middle of my preaching, Brother Cooker, this is what happened. I stopped. And the Holy Ghost stopped me for a minute. And I said, there's somebody here with a migraine headache. That's what I felt in the Holy Ghost. Well, you're going to find out pretty quick if it's the Holy Ghost or it's your flesh. So this Rachel stands up and she said, Pastor, I, I have a migraine headache. And I said, everyone stretch their hand right, uh, to Rachel. And I said, I'm going to speak the word of faith. And I said, by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, I command that migraine, I command that headache to leave in the name of Jesus. And me, I exercising apostolic authority, right, because God told me to do it, right? So I'm submitted to him. Then I used the apostolic authority God gave me, and she said, as you spoke that, Pastor, I felt the migraine just melt down the side of my head, down through my side, my right side, and just leave my body. God completely healed her right in the middle of my preaching on Sunday. That's apostolic. Because we took dominion and we took authority over that migraine because God said, I'm getting ready to heal someone. And that woman was submitted to her pastor. And I was submitted to God. So the anointing flowed from God to the pastor through the vessel, and God healed that. So that's how the progression of apostolic authority works. God, the man of God, and the saint of God. If I'm under Bishop Stark and he speaks the word of faith, I believe you're going to be healed. I believe that's going to happen. I step into a saint of God. Whoever's in spiritual authority has the authority in that situation. Naaman had the authority over his servants. But when he was told by the prophet Elijah to go dip, obedience was going to the Jordan River. But submission was doing it seven times. What if he'd have done it one? Obedience would have died. Number two, obedience would have died. But number seven, seven is a sign of submission. When at the, at the seventh day of creation, God rested. God rested on the leprosy that Naaman had on the seventh day. He rested on that leprosy. And what was in Naaman got replaced by what was in Jesus. And that healing virtue was released on Naaman. And Naaman was healed that day. Amen. I don't know if you want to check this thing or not. I could go. Keep going, bro. Keep going. This is tremendous. Before Satan could not submit, because Satan could not submit to God in heaven, he was kicked out of heaven. We're going to Ezekiel chapter 14, verses 12 through 14. And we're going to read that real quick. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut to the ground? Why did thou weaken the nation? For thou said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of heaven. I will sit down upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. When someone is exalted, that means they're not submitted. Satan was not submitted to spiritual authority. Therefore, Jesus casting down as an angel of light. So when we're not submitted to the authority in our life, what does God have to do? He cannot exercise and he cannot, what? He cannot impart authority to us because we are exalted. The, the bread that the Israelites had was unleavened bread because it was not exalted. It was not puffed up. So therefore, the Israelites used the bread of life, which was Jesus Christ. And through that, the Israelites always had victory. 
victory, when they allowed the unleavened bread to be entered into their body, when we allow Jesus Christ, the unleavened bread, to be entered into our body, we then have authority over every principality, over every power, over every spiritual wickedness in high places. The government shall be upon his shoulders, inflation shall be upon his shoulders, 401k shall be upon his shoulders. We have dominion and authority over the financial world, the spiritual world, and any world that steps into his authority. So lack of submission weakens us like it did Lucifer. Notice that submission starts and ends in the heart. I want to read 1 Samuel 15, 26. And Samuel said unto Saul, he said, I will not return for thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. 1 Samuel 15, 26. And the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. When we reject the word of the Lord and spiritual authority, we reject apostolic authority that God has placed over us. When Saul rejected apostolic authority, which was the prophet Samuel, then God removed the anointing of him. Think about it. Saul was anointed until he rejected apostolic authority from the prophet. Because the anointing can only flow if we're covered by apostolic authority. 1 Samuel 16, 14. But the Spirit of the Lord, watch this. After the anointing left Saul, 1 Samuel 16, 14. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. Why are there so many evil spirits, even in the church? Because they are not submitted to the pastor. When you don't submit, you can call someone a pastor. People call me a pastor, and I'm not their pastor. Because the first time I tell them something they don't want to hear, they no longer text me back. They no longer come back to church. That's when I know when I'm a pastor, and they have apostolic spiritual authority, is when I can speak into their life, and I can have veto power. And they say, yes, pastor. Like I came up the other day, pastor, what do you think about this? They don't come to me like, Pastor, I'm going to do this. When people come up to me and say, Pastor, I'm going to do this, I have no say. They're not under apostolic authority. They're not under spiritual authority. And guess what? They become a fiery dart for the enemy. The fiery darts are only stopped by what? The armor is the shield of faith. What does that scripture say? It says, above all. Above all, you must have apostolic authority. And you can only have apostolic authority as a soldier of Jesus Christ, if you're under apostolic authority. So when you carry the shield of faith, Brother Crooker, what happens is when the enemy comes in like a flood, people's like, well, why is the enemy always defeat me? Because you don't have that standard of the shield of faith to block the fiery darts of the way. So you don't have that anointing anymore. You have the evil spirit. And now the protege, the next king, David has to come and play the heart because he's not even anointed to be king yet. He don't even hold the kingship, but he has the authority. You see where the authority even overrides the kingship? When wow. you're in the king God, you could override the kingship of this world. That's why I'm not worried about, I'll vote for who I think should be president, but whoever gets an office that does not run my life, my king runs it because I have that apostolic authority. I have that. I have my finances are blessed. Our church during the pandemic, I'm going to stop this, but during the pandemic in 2020, 
I paid off. We paid off the church. I paid off my business debt. I had multiple rental properties. I paid off my personal debt. I paid off over $1.2 million in debt. What does that tell me? Goshen, even in the midst of a famine, the spirit of Goshen could come upon you. And you can pay off debts and you can pay off things even in the midst of the worst financial situation. If you're under apostolic authority, it starts with your giving too. If you're not a sacrificial giver, I challenge you on this podcast to be a sacrificial giver in your church. When the pastor or whoever's there speaks the word of faith and says pray about giving, we just gave. A man in the church come up to me and said, Pastor, I think we can pay off the 90% of the mortgage. And I'm thinking, first of all, you've, have you flipped your wig? You know, we've only paid it down 10% in a year and a half. How are we going to pay it off 90%? But I went to my bishop. We prayed about it. I felt like it was a word from the Lord. I was under the authority of my pastor. I was under the authority, of obviously, of, of me being a pastor. And the man that came to me was from the church. So he was submitted to me. So through those three you know, apostolic authority working together, Brother Cooker. I said, well, it's a word from the Lord. I receive it. So we put it into action. We challenged the church. And 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 it was a year, right? They said within a year, within 10 months, we paid off 90% of the, or the 90% was left on the mortgage. And we're completely debt-free to this day. To God, to God be the glory. If you take credit, you're not under apostolic authority. You're, you're under your own throne. And that's another thing. If you don't tithe and if you don't give offering, God cannot rebuke the devourer and your finances will always be under attack. But if you can learn to give your tithe, the 10%, if you can learn to give offering and sacrificial offering, that's a whole nother dimension for a whole nother podcast. But if you can learn to give sacrificial offering, like these great men of God teach, you too can break the back of poverty and generational curses off your family. My family filed for bankruptcy, but not this, Papa. This guy right here is not going to live under that curse. We're givers in this church. And God broke the financial back of, 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 uh, of giving in this church. And we no longer have. We're completely, I have no debt attached to me in these three areas of my life. And to God be the glory. Amen. Praise God. Well, I think we're a half an hour in, and I go forever, and uh, you just you lead me where you want to go, Brother Cook. I um, I think the reason I feel like this is so important uh, is because what I feel in my spirit is a lot of the places I go and a lot of the people that I'm connected with, so many don't understand what you're talking about here they've they are searching you know they're building up their own kingdom and forgetting about the kingdom of god they're building up in this life and forgetting about the next and what is so much more important is what we build for jesus because the that's when we get the treasures in heaven and i i I I I'm gonna be honest. The the way I feel about it, and what I what I, I. When we. Are not in alignment, with that our spiritual authority. We're clearly out of alignment with the Word of God, and with God. 
And when we're out of alignment with God, if we don't make it right, then we're in danger of eternal torment. I uh, 100% agree with you. It's sometimes we focus more on our ministry than we do our salvation. And the Word of God, the man of God, and um, our spiritual authority should all line up together. The Word of God should never contradict our man of God, and the man of God should never contradict the Word of God. I think that's why in our past we've gotten a little, some people, there's been a few bad apples. There always will be, Brother Cooker. There will always be a couple people that people will point out. There's the 99.9 that do it right. And there's a point zero zero one that done it wrong. But I believe we're in a generation, Brother Cooker, that's hungry for apostolic power, apostolic miracle, apostolic signs, miracles, and wonders. The Bible says we're going to be known by our fruits. And I don't know about you, but when I go somewhere, I expect God to move. I expect the value that I bring, not from me, but from the time I've spent with him, from the hours of and years of submission, from the hours of prayer, the years of prayer. Let me just share something with you real quick. Brother Terry Shock, Pastor Terry Shock, about 10 years ago was teaching a pastor's conference. I wasn't even a pastor yet. I was about to be a pastor. Um, he was speaking about, he said, any man of God, he said, worth their weight will pray an hour a day. And I'm thinking, wow, that's a long time. And God's like, yeah, that's you. So 10 years ago, I started my journey, Brother Cooker, for one hour every day, just like Jesus did. Could you not go with one hour? So that's what I have dedicated my life to prayer. I've dedicated my life to fasting. I've been broken. I've been stabbed. I've been cut up in pieces. I've been talked about. I've been everything. But this one thing I know, Brother Cooker, forgetting those things which are behind me, and looking Amen. forward or toward those things Praise which God. are behind me. Lord, I Hallelujah. press forward. I press toward the mark. The mark is not me. The mark is the lost and Amen. dying world that I must find. Lord, I'm going to pray someone to get healed so someone can get saved. Because if I can pray for someone and someone can be healed on the streets or someone can heal, be healed in the church of a back ailment for 15, 16 years like the other day when I preached, Oh, Lord, can well, the unsaved will come because the Bible says I know them by their fruits. That's apostolic. Apostolic is not speaking it just on a podcast. Apostolic is going to the highways and to the hedges and compelling them in to come in that they can be saved. That's salvation. Salvation is the core of apostolic ministry. Jesus was the ultimate submission, Brother Cooker, when he died on the cross because he could have sent a legion of angels. But he said, I must fulfill not my will, but I must fulfill the will of my Father because I'm about my Father's business. Brother Cooker, I'm about my Father's business. On this podcast, I'm about my Father's business. We could be doing whatever, but we're about our Father's business. Amen. We're trying to motivate and encourage and move in someone Jesus. and pushing them toward the mark and the prize, the high calling of Christ. Jesus. Oh, Lord, let us be more anointed mm. today than we were yesterday. Let us be more moved Hallelujah. today than we were yesterday. Lord, let us be more submitted than we were yesterday. Let the oil flow, God, like more today than it was yesterday. Hallelujah. Let strongholds be broken more today than they were yesterday. Oh, God, let us not be about 
Praise God. Jesus. Wow. Oh, the oil flow. Let it flow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Jesus name. Hallelujah. I, I feel the Holy Ghost right now, bro. I something something is gonna change in someone's life when they hear this podcast. I believe that. I believe, I believe that. that somebody's spiritual walk is gonna enter into a completely new dimension. Unchartered territory. Amen. Amen. Mm. Wow. I don't want to, I don't want to in any way hinder what God wants to do, but as we close out this podcast session, I wonder if you'll just share your heart with the listeners. Just leave them. They've listened for 35 minutes. Leave them with something that you feel to leave them with. Sure, sure. When you step into the dimension of apostolic authority, remember, before you can step in apostolic authority, you have to have spiritual authority. That means you have to have the Holy Ghost. But once you get that Holy Ghost, you can pray for this. You can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can cast out devils. You can do you can do anything once you become once you have the Holy Ghost. But under apostolic authority, I want to leave you with this. Stay submitted to your pastor. Stay submitted to those in spiritual. You're not ever going to always understand why your pastor tells you to do something. But please, just don't just obey your pastor, but submit to him. Because there's no one that will give an account for your soul at the end of the day. Your friend won't do it. Your spouse won't do it. You, someone at a conference won't do it. A guest speaker won't do it. Your pastor will pay the price. Your shepherd will pay the price for the sheep. And sometimes he'll reproof you. And sometimes he'll offer correction. 50% of what a pastor does is not pleasant. But, but rest assured, saint of God, your pastor loves you. Your pastor believes in you. Your pastor has your best interest in mind. And if you don't understand your pastor, just submit to him and spiritual authority. That anointing will fall down on you and things you didn't think you could do and things you didn't think you could say and the confidence you didn't think you could have. That submission, that oil, oh, it'll pour over you just like it did for David, even as a young 17-year-old. And if you're young on this call today and you're listening, oh, you can still be used at a youth congress. You can be used at a district function. You can be used in the local church for the glory and the honor of God. Please stay submitted and if you do mess up and you will mess up please please correct it move on and those that God put over you listen to them never be a lone ranger never go rogue always have the covering of a pastor in your life every pastor must have a pastor and every saint of God must have a saint of God even my bishop when he lost Brother Cole, he got another pastor. And I remember there was a pastor friend of mine, and um, I can't remember which state it was at the time, but his pastor passed away. And within five minutes, he called another pastor, and he said, will you be my pastor? He said, my pastor just passed away. He said, but I've been five minutes. 
I've been five minutes without a covering, and I need that covering. We've got to have that yeah. covering in our life. Without that covering, we are just we're just we're just targets for the enemy. We must stay covered, brother Cooker. This generation must understand the power of the covering in our life. In Jesus' name, thank you for having me on here. I honor you. I bless you. I speak provision and blessing and power and authority over you. Lord, by the authority of the word of God and by the power of the name of Jesus, Lord. God, I pray for an impartation upon Brother Cooker, God. God, I pray for a new devil, a new depth upon him and upon his ministry, God. God, I pray for favor to come upon him. Lord, and as the song goes, like a thousand generation, God, I pray for wisdom of the elders and wisdom, God. Lord, above and beyond what he's ever seen and felt, God. God, I pray that he would physically feel it in his body from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, God. Lord, let there be a depth come over him and a depth come over his ministry, God. Lord, I pray as he speaks, God. Lord, let it be, Lord, like an anointing, God, to destroy and break every yoke, God. In your name, in your authority, we speak it in Jesus' name. To all the glory, we give it to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart with apostolic theory. A momentous occasion. A timely conversation. I'm just excited to see what the Lord's going to do, bro. I appreciate you. God bless. God bless. This podcast is made possible because of listeners like you who are willing to bridge the gap. We now have a sponsorship program on our Anchor website in which you can become a monthly sponsor of $1, $5, or $10 a month. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook.